When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. My life's been for a while. <laughs> what are you having a good old time with Koofin and screwing? What are you doing? You warm up there? What do we got right now? I'll go. Listen, I got the weather on the computer here. Let's see what's telling me. Uh, it's telling me no information available. All right, so much for this fucking computer. I, it, you know, it's, it's that, it's just gray. It's light gray, mm-hmm. and it's forty-four degrees. Okay. And it has been that way, and it will be that way. And uh, like I said, I go to the gym. I get in a hot tub. I do a hot tub and a sauna. I double up. Okay. I had to sweat out. Had a lot of poison in me from this week. Went to, went to Monster Jam Saturday night. Went to see Monster Trucks. What? Dude. Dude. Monster Trucks? Man, I, I felt, uh, the only reason I felt a little ripped off is I believe we saw him at the Moda Center. Mm-hmm. And I think the size, because I've been watching on TV, where they got big arenas, and they can get a lead up, and they got jumps. This just had like one mound of dirt in the middle, uh huh, and that's all they were working with. And so it got a little repetitive. Except uh, El Toro Loco, who won the whole thing, by the way. Of course, we walked in. You know, we're sitting there pre-gaming down the street. We were there 15 minutes late. We missed a lot of action the first 15 minutes. He was doing a nose wheelie over the mound of dirt. We walked in right as that see a, a monster truck vertical in the air. Wow. Right right away we were excited. And then uh man, Gravedigger backflip. Really? Gravedigger did a backflip right in front of us. This is the same Great this time. Is the OG Gravedigger? You think it's uh Well, I mean no, it's it's li- it's the lineage. It'd be funny if it was still like a, an 83 Ford 350. Yeah, just barely, just all, just a weld. <laughs> it's a weld with a V eight in it. That's no, cool, these are man. Uh, these are high fun, flying machines. Yeah, what a fun thing to experience live. I've never been to a Monster Jam. I've I've wanted to. When I was a child, I thought that would be my career. First time I yeah. discovered that, I was like, that seems like a good gig. Let me look into that. 
I think it was split down the middle of uh, female drivers and male drivers, too. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We saw the, the I don't know her name, but the driver of uh, Megalodon, the shark-shaped one. Ooh. She was in the bar we were at afterwards because okay. everybody's making the Megalodon shark-biting motion at her <laughs> in the bar. And I, it's funny to be, like, what celebrity, like... You know, we do comedy and we've been around like comedians and showbiz people. But then the driver of Megalodon was in the bar. I was like, oh, no shit. Like, I got so excited. <laughs> now, was she still in her, her jumpsuit? Or no, she I think they probably grabbed, probably grabbed a quick shower in the yeah. locker rooms. Or maybe not. I know, we just had walked down. That'd be cool if she still had her helmet. It's all muddy. It's just yeah, ready to go. Just uh-huh. covered in grease. I love watching there was that one, stuff. Oh, Go ahead. Yeah, Gravedigger. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's the differentials or what to do, like, all the the backflip and do all the stuff. You saw inside where the where the differential is uh-huh. was just glowing. And I thought it was just like, oh, here's some effects, like light effects on the truck. No, it was just melting the differentials. Really? Just Yeah, she got her, her truck got stuck out there, had to be towed back in. Oh, man. That's it was... That's a good time. What's stopping you from just buying a couple tickets to something silly? Absolutely nothing. You, you've wet my appetite now. I think I got to go check this out whenever it comes to town. Yeah, especially you go to outdoor where there's probably more room mm-hmm. to go mess around. Bring earplugs. What a cool thing! Like to grow up in, like to kind of be groomed for for that. That that would be. Uh, yeah, I, I'm ten years old. I'm. My dad drives monster trucks. I'm probably going to do that, too. I what if my- you just want to be a CPA and uh-huh. you have to like your dad's <laughs> like, no, you are of gravedigger lineage, and this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Got to carry the torch. Yeah, I like watching that stuff because you think it's just, I don't know, on the surface, it's just real bonehead, stupid, just crash them up stuff, but then... They start interviewing these drivers, and they start talking all technical, and you're like, oh, I would have never guessed that it was this technical and complex. I thought you just had to get a truck with big old tires and run over shit. No, and they got there's a few of them in rotation. There was another event tonight somewhere else that Gravedigger was at. Oh, so wow. it's definitely not Santa Claus rules. They definitely, they're franchised. <laughs> it's definitely a Gallagher 2 scenario. Well, and I'm sorry, it wasn't the, no, the Nose Wheelie Earthshaker did the Nose Wheelie, not... Uh, El Toro. Oh, at least the one. At least the ones that we saw was it was a uh, Earthshaker. Now, did they do? Is it all just crushing cars, or do they do any racing? No, no, there was no cars. There was no cars. There was okay. a mound of dirt, like with ramps in the middle. Okay. And then, because it was small, Moda Center was pretty small, mm-hmm. so they had a donut contest. They did, do- yeah. They had two sides open enough where they would do donuts. We saw the donuts and we saw the freestyle where they're basically just hitting that mound of dirt. And they were kind of trying to get wheelies and nose wheelies. Some unsuccessfully. Um, Gravedigger got the backflip, though, pulled off the backflip. So Gravedigger won the freestyle, but uh, El Toro Loco with the nose wheelie that we had missed won the whole shebang. Knocked off his horns. He normally has horns on the front of his truck by the time we got there. Those the bodies the the monster truck bodies are destroyed after every race. Really, I don't know how they're just making 
They're just stamping them out somewhere. Hmm. So a backflip. He was driving forward, or she was it yeah. he or she? And then uh, so grave digger was uh, Gail. Okay, so she's driving forward, and then hits the ramp. And I guess that ramp would have to be at a at a pretty sharp the way angle. The, it was it was made out of old tires, so you had a bump. So it was going to bump the front of the truck up. Okay. And then so now you're vertical. Now you got to gas it. This is what I'm just from observation. Then you got to gas it so the back wheels hit those t- the the tires that are stuck in the dirt yeah. to give you the bump even further around. Huh. It was very clean. It was very clean too. Wow. What a fun thing and to practice. You know. I that's what I wonder. How do you practice like re- practicing is not cost effective Mm-mm. in regards to monster trucks. You know? <laughs> Uh yeah, it's like uh yeah they they talk about that with like kids sports and stuff like uh this sport you know you you got to be your parents got to be rich for you to you know ride horses or equestrian or you know you name it yeah but uh, that, yeah that'd be a that seems like a pricey sport to get into always you know, busting shit gotta have a yeah yeah horse 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 living mm-hmm. horse living ain't cheap. Oh, <laughs> uh, good times, buddy. Good times. I uh, I had a uh, celebrity sighting yesterday. Who'd you say? Here in L.A., you know, we, we see celebrities here and there. Um, but it's still it's still neat. I'm standing in line yeah. at Amoeba, my beloved record store, and who's in front of me? But Seal, Seal is in front of me. Really? Just plain old Seal. I don't know his last name. But the, what was Seal that big hit? Out. Kiss from a rose. Yeah, kiss from a rose. Uh huh. It's also very funny in the uh, Lonely Island movie. The oh, pop I, star I, movie. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I never did see that. But yeah, oh, Seal. It's a, it's a funny movie. Still looks great. You yeah. know, as, as far as I mean, you know, there's no joke there intended. But uh, as far as like his age, you know, he still looks the same as he did in the early '90s. I don't know. He's got to be. Got to be sixty now. He looks forty. Looking How good. Old Tall. Is Seal had on nice boots. He is sixty years old. Wow! I nailed it. As of as of February nineteenth. Happy birthday, Seal. There you go, Seal. I didn't uh, get a peek of what he was purchasing, but he was buying something. Be funny if he's buying a bunch of Seal records. Got to drive the prices up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's always uh, a neat. I've seen a lot of celebrities at Amoeba. I saw uh, about a year or two ago. I saw Paul Giamatti uh, shopping for jazz records. See, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. I've seen D. Snyder in there. Ooh, I, d- I like everything D. Snyder's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like D. Snyder. He seems like he's on the right side of the thing. Like any kind of political or social issues. Mm-hmm. Not the type of dude you would expect. To be on the side that you're on, but he is, yeah. yeah. And also, Twisted Sister ruled. You know that that music. That was just anthems. Yeah, it was all anthems. And Good they were stuff. in, the, and they had enough of a sense of humor to be in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! And he makes his own horror movies. I don't know if they're any good, but yeah, I remember um, Strange Land wasn't very well reviewed when it came out 25 years but, ago. Uh, good for him, you know. Yeah. Take make. Branching out, trying stuff. Yeah, good for him. 
But yeah, pretty uh, pretty exciting week over here. Saw seal, had some good potato salad. Things are good. <laughs> That's all Dave Stone needs for uh-huh. an A-plus week. Yeah, had some good potato salad. Man, you talk about an underrated side dish, Kyle. Not to me. I love a potato salad. I fucking love potato salad. Uh, best potato salad in Los Angeles. It's a it's a coin toss between my beloved Bloodsos and Cantor's Deli. Two different versions, both incredibly solid. Bloodsos does a uh, mustard base, and here's what they do that I love. They put a little uh, crumbled up hard boiled egg in theirs. Good times. So mustard. Some nice crunchy celery and raw onion. Oh boy, some pickle. And then uh, Cantor's goes with a white one. They do. Uh, they peel just russet potatoes. Usually, I like to keep the skins on my potato salad, but I appreciate a good peeled potato salad. But yeah, they go more of a mayo and a little bit of sweetness. I don't know if they put sugar or something, but theirs is light and sweet. And Bloodsos is uh, it's crunchy and and got that mustard bite. Oh boy. I got some uh, gas station potato salad <laughs> in North Dakota. Oh, boy. And I knew that I was, uh, you know, dancing with the devil. <laughs> but I felt fine, and it was great. And it was great, but th- you're giving me a mayo-based condiment already. So there you go, with yeah. potatoes. And But it was also, it was potato salad, but it was deviled-egged potato salad. Oh, okay. So they're yeah. taking they were taking egg salad. They mm-hmm. were taking potato salad, mm-hmm. making some sort of weird gas station hybrid and I was there for it. I like it. I also because it's gas station food that whole trip, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, not a lot of vegetarian options. Probably not. So I got a I got a cup of mashed potatoes and gravy at one gas station. What a nice <laughs> stick to your ribs treat when you're driving through the tundra. It was like a nice cup of hot uh, mashed potatoes. I love it. I like your style, man. Take some balls to be getting uh, side items, homemade, warm food at the gas station, but I like it. It was, you could tell it was like, nah, it wasn't, it's always can be joked at as risky, but then you realize like, nope, this is where a lot of people stop for like a multi oh, yeah. use. Mm-hmm. There's not like, there might not be a proper grocery store. Mm-hmm. in 10 miles so they go to this place instead for their short term items so yeah i've talked about my love of a gas station breakfast biscuit um Waleska, georgia where i grew up closest restaurant was probably 15 miles away but about two miles from the house we had a bp an old mom and pop bp station and mm-hmm. uh they had a couple grandmas in there every morning making homemade biscuits and then you could get that with sausage, bacon, scrambled eggs, cheese. Oh man, it wasn't the best biscuit in the world, but like it was pretty solid. And just the you fact gotta, that it was so homemade, like it didn't have it's that. context. Yeah, it's context and passion. You know. Yeah, it was it was really really good time. Very well priced, and they nothing fancy. Just wrap it in, in plain tin foil, and just throw it at you. But uh, yeah, I love it. Gas station biscuits kept me alive as a teenager. What was your teen? My teen go-to, honestly, I think Subway, like as a teen, Mm -hmm. Subway, usually Subway. Subway used to be great. Subway, before you knew, if you didn't grow up around delis Mm -hmm. or knew about sub sandwiches, yeah. 
Yeah. Subway was that was the tits. Mine was uh, Mrs. Winters. They served breakfast all day, and uh, all day you could get the uh, steak, mm-hmm. egg, and cheese biscuit. Is there oh. a Mr. Winters? Uh, I, probably not. Oh, always funny to say whenever there's a formal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there yeah. a Mrs. Peanut? <laughs> But yeah, oh, speaking of deli, you know what else I had this week that I haven't had in forever? And uh, I've always liked it, but I never, uh, it, it's never on my radar. But I was I was feeling it the other day. I got uh, a nice lox platter. A little smoked salmon, cream cheese, you know what? onion. Uh, where was I at? That, and I, went, I, with, never, uh, I went with rye yeah. bread instead of a bagel. Oh, good, good stuff. I never want it when it's introduced as an idea, you mm-hmm. know? Hey, it's morning. Do you want some fish? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Fucking oh, get it out of here. But then I have it, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get this for myself. But then oh. you're going to put fish on a bagel next to options that are like like egg and cheese uh-huh. or jelly and cream cheese or any kind of other savory option. I'm not going to pick fish. Mm-hmm. You, it works, it's not, that's not going to stand a chance. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I never order it. But, uh, man, I got the, like I said, I got the rye bread. I toasted that up a little bit, put a little cream cheese down, a little fish, uh, raw white onion. And then it didn't come with this, but I added some uh, dill pickle. So I got the sure. pickle, the onion, the fish, the cream cheese. It was a damn good time. Capers, isn't that why people go to capers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they this didn't come with capers. I thought it always had capers, but uh, yeah, no capers. But still, well, a real good time. So it was a good week over here, Kyle. Some potato salad, good, some locks. Things are going that's well. That's good. Yeah, good week over here. Had spots, some monster trucks. <laughs> you know, gotta be. I'm thankful. glad. Gotta be thankful s- for what's going on. I'll tell you this, it's not Boogie Monster related, but mm-hmm. things rarely are in the first 45 minutes of the show. Yeah. I uh, started watching Lord of the Rings yesterday. Never really? Saw it. Could be related in a fantasy realm that people believe that, you know, there's. I finally understand all the references people have been making for the past 22 years. Like of what like references? One, one ring to rule them all. There, oh, there's one doesn't merely walk into Mordor. All these like yeah. nerd things <laughs> that people would put in stand-up sets and all this. Like I knew the oh my precious, I knew it was from that. But now I'm watching the movie, kind of on a lark. It's great, of course. Which, which of course it is. But I really I'm like. Oh, I haven't sat and paid attention to a movie like this in a while. So I'm throwing that. I don't know if you've seen it. I have. I've seen all three, and okay. uh, I, I enjoyed them. I don't think I've rewatched them since I watched the original time, but yeah. uh, I didn't. I didn't go into it expecting much because you know I'm, I'm not. I've never been a big fantasy sci-fi guy. But uh, when those came out, same. Uh, yeah, I mowed through all three of them and enjoyed it. Like there were parts that are a little slow or whatever, but uh, I think there was enough great action. And cool scenery. Just I love just the way it's shot. I guess what New Zealand is where they film most. Yeah, of that. yeah. I mean, it's a three hour long. I got to watch the other half of it today. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, I know that's not new probably for anybody listening. But like, you know, you get so far away from something that was part of pop culture mm-hmm. 
And then once you're far enough away from it, you're like, well, I'm probably never going to watch this. And yeah. So last night, I'm like, okay, I'm staying in. I had some fun nights out. Uh, I got to take a night in. Let's let's throw it to old Peter Jackson and the and the Hobbits there. Yeah. And, uh, so, all right. So you know, this opens the door to like go try other new stuff. Dude, that's anyway, that's funny because that's. That's what I've been doing with Star Wars. I told you last week I watched the yeah. first two, and I'm about halfway through the uh, third one, which is, uh, what's that one, uh, Return of the Jedi? Yeah. I, I don't know. They made up new math for those, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I thought I saw the first three. Turns out I saw the middle three. I don't yeah. know what's going on with Star Wars. Anymore. Yeah, first three in terms of when they actually came out. And I don't know. Like I'm enjoying watching the originals. I I'm not motivated to go check out any of the newer stuff. Like, when they first, that first, I guess the fourth one came out, like, the late 90s. I watched that one, and it was like, meh. But I wasn't really into any of that stuff back then. Jar Jar Binks Mm -hmm. did me so dirty that I'd never want to see a Star Wars ever again. Yeah, he was kind of goofy. That's how stupid that was Mm -hmm. to, to me. Yeah. Like oh that like that just made it like oh these are kids movies mm-hmm. I don't care to see it <laughs> unless it's a children like it just yeah it just really burnt me mm-hmm. so maybe I gotta go back to them I don't know yeah I mean the the originals you know especially for the time they were made it's impressive and you know the story's yeah. interesting enough it's, it's kept me interested but uh, yeah it's a good time I'm uh, finally at the part where the Ewoks show up. It's all been leading up to the Ewoks. I like the Ewoks. I remember the Yeah, everybody liked the Ewoks. Yeah, little, little mini Bigfoot. Well, that's why I was like, it's not entirely Boogie Monster related, but it is fantasy worlds, mm-hmm. which some people would claim is where a lot of the creatures exist that we discuss. Absolutely. On the show. Because mm-hmm. I, the Lord of the Rings, I'm like, oh, wait, so the elves... Are live forever, but the hobbits get old. I don't know how long everybody lives. Yeah, it's hard to keep track. Like, oh, this was a battle two thousand years ago. Well, it's the same elf, but the elves are big, bigger than dwarves. But dwarves <laughs> are still small. But elves are regular size. I'm just like elves are just kind of twinks. I think they're like twinks. I see you in your office with like a cork board and pictures and yarn, and you're trying to figure out who's an elf, who's well, a hobbit. <laughs> it's like they really all kind of fall into the gay categories. You got twinks, <laughs> you got pups, you got bears. Orcs, I think, are orcs even in in either. That's like a, like a super ugly gay dude, or just whatever Lord of the Rings calls them. Yeah. Or they call them orcs, but everybody else like they're these are just men. That's a tw- like it all. It somewhat corresponds <coughs> to me yeah. as an outsider who's <laughs> unfamiliar with both things I'm talking about. This totally checks. This totally makes sense. <laughs> it's a one for one ratio. Gay gay type to whoever's in Lord of the Rings. You'll find it. You'll find what you're looking for. Well, good for you, man. I'm proud that you uh, branched out and watched something outside your comfort zone. Lord of, Lord of this ring, baby. There you go.
Uh, is right there. Speaking of Star Wars and space and fantasy, I got a I got a fun one for you today, Kyle. What do we got? Uh, Let's hit me with it. I stumbled on to Project Serpo, and I don't think we've ever talked about Project Serpo. Mm-hmm. Um, but the short the the short and fat of it is basically Project Serpo was a uh, alien exchange program between America and uh, some aliens from the uh, God. Where I always mispronounce uh, Zeta Reticuli. We've talked about Zeta Reticuli, but anyway, it's basically uh, in nineteen in the mid sixties we sent twelve Americans, all of which I believe were astronauts. We sent them okay. to uh, forty light years away. Oh yeah. To uh, I believe the name of well, let's see, yeah, to the Zeta Reticuli system. I don't know if Serpo okay. is the name. I think Serpo is the name of the planet. But uh, I had never heard of this. But uh, all right. Long story short. All right. Planet. Wonder why. <laughs> the Planet Serpo Exchange Project. Uh, it traces its origins back to uh, the Roswell incident. We all know uh, New Mexico, 1947. Uh, we found the remains of a, of a craft and one living extraterrestrial, along with the bodies of four dead ones. So uh, that that's that's something we've never gotten into because that's kind of the OG story uh, in this universe. You know, the Roswell. Mm-hmm. I just figured everybody's heard it. You know, so many times, but I still doing research. I still kind of hear different accounts. But uh, this is apparently there's one live one living alien that we found, mm-hmm. and uh, so we took this alien back. I don't know where they took it, uh, but it turns out, and we have talked about this. There were two crashes. The remains of a second UFO were found uh, two years later, and it appeared those two spacecraft had crashed into each other. Um, by then, the bodies of uh, all the aliens, except the one, they uh, they had decomposed, so there wasn't much to work mm-hmm. with there. Um, but they they took whatever was left. They took that over to Wright Patterson Air Force in Ohio, Air Force Base in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, the living Roswell ET, he was later named EBE One, which stands for Extraterrestrial Biological Entity. Entity, uh, one being the first one. Uh, he was okay. friendly and calm. See, I, I never knew about this. So this living E.T. that friendly we recovered from good, Roswell. Yeah. Okay. He was friendly and calm. Uh, he and, and they call it a he. I don't know if they checked his gender, gender but uh, we'll, we'll just go with he. He attempted okay, to yeah, communicate, uh, but he spoke in like uh, tones, like a tonal qualities. So he didn't speak words. He just uh, a <laughs> okay. series of different tones. Yeah, some bleeps and bloops, sure. Some bleeps and bloops, you know. Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, they they said he seemed very intelligent. Uh, he was able to quickly learn English. Uh, he then informed his keepers that he was from a planet called Serpo. Here we go. Yeah, planet Serpo, about 40 light years away in the Zeta Reticuli mm-hmm. system. So EBE-1, he worked uh, alongside some of the personnel there, and uh, they tried to salvage his communication device from his spaceship, but uh, they couldn't get that thing to work. So for years, you know, he was just down here. He couldn't get in touch. It's kind of like the basis of E.T. Couldn't get in touch with his yeah. own planet. Um, in 1952, so they kept this this fella, this EBE-1, they kept him for about five years because in 52 he passed away without ever making contact with his home. But later that year, December of 52, uh, the military, the U.S. military, made contact with an alien race 
referred to as the Ebens, E-B-E-N-S, Ebens, who lived on planet Serpo, mm-hmm. and uh, they were communicating okay. for nine years. So nine years we communicated with the Ebens of planet Serpo. During this right. time, an exchange program between the inhabitants of those two planets, Earth and Serpo, was created. Twelve American astronauts, ten of which were men, two were women, they were selected for this experiment. Now, here's where it gets good. They had to give a 10-year commitment. So we were going to send 12 astronauts to planet okay. Serpo for 10 fucking years. So they had uh, there was strict requirements for these astronauts. A uh, oh. lot of training, obviously. But for one thing, uh, they, they wanted to choose astronauts that weren't married or had children. And uh, though it was not necessarily a requirement, having a family, having family family members like parents or siblings was not ideal because now these were all military or or uh, astronauts or you know astronauts former military. So what they did was they they all these candidates or the the twelve people, they basically just pulled them out of society, got rid of their identity. Yeah. Burn the social okay. security card because they didn't want it was top secret. So you you know they didn't want somebody that had a wife and kids. Oh or whatever, yeah, you can't be you, know? you can't be throwing some drinks back. No, no. Oh, where am I going tomorrow? <laughs> Planet Serpo. <laughs> so the exchange was scheduled to occur at uh, Holloman Holloman Air Force Base, April twenty fourth, nineteen sixty four. Apparently. President Kennedy knew about this, even though he was dead by the time that that was supposed to occur. Uh, two Eben spaceships landed as planned, uh, April 24th, 1964. Uh, there was a bunch of uh, American government personnel on, on hand to greet them. Uh, the 12 American astronauts prepared to embark on their adventure, but for some reason, the exchange got postponed. So the Ebens, they came down. And what they did, instead of taking the 12 astronauts, they gathered the remains of their dead comrades, and they bolted sure. back to uh, planet Serpo. So put that plan on hiatus for a little bit. But uh, a little over a year later, July 65, they came back to pick mm-hmm. up the 12 astronauts. All right, so this is exciting. They got 12 astronauts, all right, and they literally, okay. they, they they packed ton, literally tons of supplies. All right, so they a bunch of food. So they're traveling light years, uh-huh. by the way. They're traveling light years. Light years. 40 so, light years. So, and we'll get to that. It's going to take them 10 months. Take them 10 months to get to uh, Planet Serpo. Who's doing that? Serpo math. Uh, I don't know. Somebody That's figured Aben's it out. That's Aben's math. Yeah. That's Aben's math. So the 12 astronauts, they loaded up a bunch of food, medicine, weapons, even some Jeeps and motorcycles. Because if you're going to go to another planet, you're going to want recreational vehicles. You don't want to just be bumming rides. No, no. So uh, they, what, do these they, a- what do these A-bins look like? What do they look like? Uh, that I don't know. I don't have. Well, if they're from the Zeta reticulum, uh, probably like grays. They're probably like grays. Or, I mean, Zetas are their own thing. So there's probably like Zetas, which kind of look like the grays. So anyway, yeah. They look, so their their vehicles are going to be tiny. Yeah, they're going to be tiny. So they might as well bring your own jeeps and your own motorcycles. They brought two years worth of food, uh, which was not enough. They later ate the Eben food 
And none of the astronauts liked that because they said it tasted like paper. So, well, yeah. I mean, like I said, we I think these small mouth, small nose. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of they're not getting pleasure from that stuff. No, no, it's just fuel. They don't need. Yeah, it's just get you going. Which I'm not angry at. So not angry at that. They took off July of '65. Ten months later, they land. They lost one of the astronauts. Died during the ten month commute. I don't know how that person passed away, but they died. Uh, when the spacecraft okay. landed, all right, the sp- spacecraft landed, uh, they received quite a positive welcome. There was a large number of Ebens on hand to greet the 12 American astronauts. And even an Eben female spoke- spokesperson, she was there. And guess what? She spoke fluent English. Because these are advanced beings. They can figure out English pretty well, quick. Well, I mean, you're going to have an exchange program. Somebody mm-hmm. be able to talk the language. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing about uh, planet Serpo. Um, two suns. They have two suns on that planet. And they said it was about 107 degrees, which uh, is obviously very hot. But uh, what are the odds that it's still within our range, you know, some of the, you know, you go to Mars or something, you're going to, you're going to burn up. Yes. What are the odds, Dave, mm-hmm. that this story uh-huh. works out? Exactly. What are the odds? 107 that... degrees, uh, two, two suns. Uh, it stayed uh, daylight most of the day. Very little darkness. All right. Let's talk about the time that they spent on Serpo. The Americans were expected to sp- stay for 10 years. But it turns out, due to their confusion with the calendars, they stayed 13 years. So they did get some Serpo math wrong. They thought they were going for 10 years. Uh, It was difficult to keep track of days and times since the planet had two suns, never got completely dark, and one day uh, on Serpo lasted 40 hours as opposed to 24. Now, does that mean that the day was actually longer or just they cut it up into smaller increments? Well, now you're getting into other galaxies, Dave, and mm-hmm. I don't think they're using a regular calendar like. Yeah, they're probably else. not using <clears throat> like, our calendar. Think about how every like society is dictated around the the what is it, the lun- lunar the lunar mm-hmm. year. Yeah, how would the, mm-hmm. the you know calendar. now you got lunar New Year? That's what, no, but but. So you got different planets moving at different times. You got a different cycle, uh-huh. different time cycle. Yeah, yeah. They, they got forty hours in a day. I wonder how that would be. Uh, that would mean each hour only had thirty-six minutes, so instead of sixty. You did that math? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Really? Yeah, yeah. I can do that math in my head. F- no got, shit. I got no got no calculator here. Just eyeballing it. Yeah, I'm good, good with weird, weird math like that. Yeah, uh, that's not get, weird math. That's just math. You're yeah. good with math. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm good with some, like I'm great at percentages, stuff like that. Other things I have hard times with. But uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, they learned about uh, the Ebens' uh, history and their religious beliefs and technologies. Uh, they they said at the time of their visit, uh, there were 650,000 Ebens on the planet of Serpo, so much less okay. than uh, humans on Earth. Uh, no other race or species on the planet, just the Ebens. Uh, let's see. They lived uh, fairly primitively for a culture that also had advanced technology. 
specifically, the Ebens had anti-gravity vehicles they used for ground transportation. That's pretty cool. All right, it's a pretty good time. So, uh, after a few years, the Americans uh, were just, they, it was too hot, 107 degrees around the clock. It's a little too hot. They moved to the northern part of the planet where it was cooler. They were able to grow food more to their liking. They had taken with them food to last uh, more than two years, but when they ran out, they had to eat that Eben food, which I said they didn't like. It tastes like paper. So they figured out how to grow some of their own human food. I don't, I don't really know how they pulled that off. But what they bring what food? I want to know what food they brought. Yeah, it doesn't say, but that would be. I'd like to have a list of that. Probably a lot of canned goods. Yeah. You need, you need non perishables. It's going to take ten months for it to even get there. So, uh, let's see here. They returned home in 1978. Two Americans. They liked life on Serpo so much they decided to stay. So how about that? That's really. You think maybe they, uh, maybe they fell in love, maybe they found a mate. I mean, you're gonna get uh, Eben horny. I mean, maybe you, think you get you get Eben horny. Well, it's kind of like prison, you know. It's just what's available. It's not like prison. You volunteered to go there. <laughs> It's not no, all like, pray, like, oh, no, I'm an astronaut. I'm going to volunteer. But I'm saying you're stuck up there for 10, 13 years, you know. Can't do what you got to do. Uh, so, yeah, two of them stayed. The remaining astronauts returned home to Earth, 1978. It's not a, it's not a probe if I say yes beforehand. <laughs> Once they returned to Earth, they had to be quarantined for a year. I don't know why they had to be quarantined for a whole year. Uh, during that time, they had a bunch of debriefings. Uh, which apparently resulted in a 3,000-page report. And that's where a lot of these details are coming from. Uh, they were then allowed to go back to their normal lives. Little is known about their lives since, except the, uh, they do know that the last survivor, uh, the last astronaut who went up there on that mission, they passed away in 2002. And uh, it's been, America has had no uh, communication with the Ebens on Serpo since 1985. So we don't know what happened to the two astronauts that stayed stayed up there. But how about what, that shit? Where are these people? Where are these people that are just back here not talking about how they lived mm -hmm. on a foreign planet for 10 years? Yeah, they probably, uh, you know. That's a, where's the story? Where's that part? Yeah, I don't know. Last one died in 2002, so they've been gone for over 20 years. Apparently, but uh, been, they were just hanging out, hanging out when they got back. Yeah, yeah, you know, just, they retired. just not telling anybody. Yeah, probably not. Probably going about their their lives, you know, having breakfast with their friends, maybe getting into some church functions. Oh yeah, I got this little secret. I lived on another planet for thirteen years. Okay. Be hard. Be you, hard not to be a, a know-it-all blowhard one-upper. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, do you think that the government could gaslight you? Effectively, they could either say like, "Oh, if you tell anybody, we'll kill you," or mm -hmm. go ahead, tell whoever you want that you mm -hmm. lived on another planet for ten years, and if you start talking to people, you will get no benefits, and and, and you'll just sound crazy. Yeah, which is like that. Um, that one UFO documentary 
where the guy what oh god i can't keep any of these straight because there's so many of them yeah but the one that had a good like really had a good follow-up and the guy was the one guy they were interviewing was like it's just nice like he like lost everything he worked in like a diner he was like cooking a diner Mm -hmm. he was like high up he's like in the navy radar room where he saw all the UFOs and everybody's like you didn't see anything and they took all the evidence remember that part mm-hmm. yeah and then he's watching the disclosure on TV in the diner he works at cause he's like oh everybody thought I was crazy and I, my whole life is in shambles now at least people might believe me mm-hmm. so you just come back like oh yeah, I lived on another planet for 10 years you're not gonna get hired no well you might but what's this, like what's this gap in your resume here sir as in uh, Zeta Reticulon. What's that? Z- Zeta Zeta Reticulon. Oh, okay. A lot of people think I said Beta Reticulon. Uh-huh. Uh, Z- Zeta Reticulon. Hmm. Like, okay, <clears throat> what can you do? Like, well, I can, uh, I can probe and prod <clears throat> gray alien bodies. All and right. Well, dri- we'll let you know. I can, I can drive a jeep in a hundred and seven mm-hmm. degree heat. Okay. Zero gravity. That's pretty good. Yeah, let's start peeling these potatoes. And we'll see where we get you from. This there. is ma- this is mainly just shipping and receiving. But uh, oh, I, I was shipped off, and then uh-huh. they received me back. So okay. I'm pretty well, familiar with this, that. This pretty, might work out. You know, um, back and forth. That's kind of what I did. You know, it's kind of what the thing I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I, could you imagine? A, if this is real. I mean, if this is real, this is one of the craziest things that uh, a human being has ever been a part of. I'm going to go live on another planet for 12, 13 years. But that's if they sent them to go do that, mm-hmm. and then they're just back, like, what are they, where's the information? What, what's the... What do you mean? Where do they do it? Where, like, where's the info? I mean, I'm they, sure they... Somebody I, lived... They were debriefed for a year, so I'm sure that uh, in that time that uh, they they told them everything they knew and experienced. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the actual mission was or the objective was, other than just gain intelligence about that planet and those beings. I don't know, but yeah, I'm sure that but, uh, hopefully they came back with some useful info. That's what I'm saying. Not a knickknack, nothing. Well, we don't know that. We had foreign exchange students, (laughs) you know, and they all came back with some, you know, weird chocolates and a case of herpes or something. Like, they all came back with something Fish, what'd you say? Fish caramels? Yeah, fish caramels. (laughs) Something to prove that they were there where they said they were. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they didn't bring stuff back, but... uh... Uh, apparently, uh, Reagan was uh, debriefed on this whole thing. Uh, that's got to be weird. Like, you know, you take office after, during the middle of this thing. It's like, oh, by the way, uh, we're going to have some American citizens coming back from a different planet during your uh, jurisdiction. Or during your. <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ah, fuck. Get the brain your for presidency, sometimes. presidency. Yeah, maybe that's your term. Yeah. I still Brooks, Brooks Whelan still had such a great joke about. It. He's like when, like in 2016, when Trump got elected, he's like, "Let's mm-hmm. 
Like, all right, bright side though. <clears throat> if there are aliens, he's gonna tell us. There's no way he's keeping a secret. <laughs> we will find that out if that's yeah. true. And there was a little bit of me that was like, I am kind of disappointed that you know Trump didn't start saying real bonker shit. That's like, ooh, that is the truth. That is coming out yeah. into the news. Okay, how about it? Like, there was. You know, we're not going to do political stuff, but there was a point where Trump was enough of a loudmouth that I was kind of wanted to hear some stuff. Out. Oh, like, I absolutely. wanted to hear some crazy shit. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and honestly, when he did four years and didn't do that, that kind of uh, that kind of lessened my belief in all this stuff. Because, like yeah. you said, I'm, or, I'm sh- sure he would have spilled the beans. Or there is elements of the military that's like need to know basis yeah yeah <laughs> like all right then listen we're not we're doing what we're doing with our alien friends with our you know zeta reticulates mm-hmm. over here with our ebens with our ebens and stevens we don't have to go blowing it up with a loud mouth why would we compromise all the progress we're making mm-hmm. like even though you're a president you still might just be viewed as like a temporary schmuck like you can you can you fuckers come and go every four years we've been doing this project for 35 exactly so yeah you don't need to know this part you handle the terrestrial beings extraterrestrials that's us we you don't need to know about it apparently there's a transcript of uh president reagan getting briefed by then cia director william casey that's out there somewhere. It was a top-secret meeting. Uh, apparently, there's an audio recording of it. it. happened March 6th and March 8th of 1981. Director Casey provided Reagan information about the exchange program. Reagan had quite a few questions that we, he was told would be answered later in additional briefing. Uh, unfortunately, there's no transcript of that session. But uh, apparently, mm-hmm. there is a transcript of the initial briefing where uh, okay. this guy's telling Reagan what was going down. All right. I mean, that's interesting. Like, and we've touched on a little bit of this stuff before. I forgot what story or what topic we were talking about years ago, but uh, it had something to do with. It might have been um, Valiant Thor and Eisenhower, that alien that apparently lived in the Pentagon. Oh, yeah. But apparently, there was some treaty or agreement um, that allowed a certain. Uh, race of aliens to abduct a certain amount of American citizens each year and either return them and or not return just them. just seems but, a little bit, you know. That's a wild thing to allow. Yeah, it does seem like a crazy thing, but... I'll let you nab a couple of them. What? Yeah. No, what? Protect but, American citizens. <laughs> yeah, and, okay, you could have like five... And I say this with every topic we discuss on this program, but just imagine if this was real, how amazing would that be? I mean, if this is, if there's any truth to this, the fact that we could even get to a planet 40 light years away is That's, seemingly This is where the details, yeah. I want, okay. Let me hear some details on this. Mm-hmm. How were they transported? How did they survive something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's the details. kind of stuff where I'm like, I need a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. 
You gotta give me a little bit on this one. How guys. far is one light year? Let's see. How far is one it's light? real far, man? Let's see here. It's like the farthest. It's like the farthest. <laughs> it really is. It's how fast can oh, light travel in a year? Fucking far, dog. Yeah, I, I don't even understand. I'm not. I know I'm not sounding particularly scientific when I say it that way, but. Fucking far, dog. <laughs> One light year is 5.8 trillion miles. Okay. And, say, and they did 40. Let's just round it up to six. Go, oh, yeah. Let's see that math. Let me 240, see that math. 240 trillion miles is what they traveled in 10 months. 10 months. 10 months, 240 trillion. So that's, Mar- that's Doesn't 20- Mars take 10 months right now with what our capabilities are? Yeah, I think I did hear that. Mars is seven months. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. The spacecraft. This is from NASA. Uh, So the spacecraft departs Earth at a speed of about 24,600 miles an hour. Listen, I knew they were going fast. I did not know they were going that fast. That's way too fast. Slow down. That's, hey, drive like your kids live here. Uh huh. Depends on so yeah. That's okay. I don't know how that, that, and that's the. This is where the details. I want to know about g forces. I want to know about, you know, how they consumed nutrition Mm -hmm. i want to know about the gravity of this planet they went to there's a lot of questions here not just like ah we met some cool aliens Mm -hmm. kicked it over there for a while you're not just you know john travolta and pulp fiction just showing back up like it was cool man they called big macs different and shit (laughs) like it's fucking space man it's not that nonchalant yeah yeah and then they would just let them come back here, like, bow your back. Try yeah. to hang out and uh, not talk about going to space for 10 years. Several of them uh, died fairly quickly after they returned to Earth uh, because of radiation exposure. Here? Or coming no. back? Uh, they were exposed to radiation in Serpo. But they were doing all right up there. I Better health care. Yeah, probably. Better health care on old Serpo. Probably. I it's can't believe it was only 107 degrees. I mean. 107. I mean, you figure these astronauts are training in Texas and Florida. They're ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all right. I think one of them described it as um, the landscape, huh. or at least the part of Serpo that they were on, was very much like uh, the American Southwest, Mojave Desert. It's a dry heat. Uh-huh. It's a dry heat. Not even a not even a problem. Now, granted, uh, their second sun was only about thirty uh, Earth miles from the surface of the planet we were on, but it's a dry heat, so yeah. uh, it just gets a little crispy. Got two suns, couple suns. God knows how many moons. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
So yeah, All right. I want this to be true. I just I want I want to know the st- I want to know who ran like the stories about like ooh my aunt's friend slow danced with uh, Ted Bundy in a bar once she thinks like I want to know like oh yeah I was at a bar one night some guy was going on and on about living on another planet for ten years. But he seemed like a regular dude, so we mm-hmm. just listened to him. Like, yeah. I want those runoff stories. Yes. Yeah. That's Man. what I want to hear. Yeah, that's a damn good bar story. Hmm. Fuck. What, would you do that? If you had given the opportunity, would you Would you go uh, live on another planet for 10 years? No, man. I got stuff going on you here. Got, you got dates. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, you know, I don't. You're who they were looking for, you know. I don't know. I'm no, not. No, no I have kids. attachments. I have a, I, I think, I feel like I would be noticed if I went missing. That's true. That's true. People would notice if you disappeared and there was no cause Yeah, you got to get a bunch of, bunch of emo, a bunch of emo kids. Bunch of lonely, lonely emo kids listening to My Chemical Romance for 400 light years or whatever it takes to get out there. Even as a married man, I would miss her, but I would do it. I would I would do it if I could go for like a year (laughs) for a year. Even if Katie would let me, I'd go for a year. I I wouldn't commit to 10. But well, you can't go. Yeah. See, it takes 10 months to get there. So, yeah, it'd be gone. Even if I stayed up there for a year. I mean, you're still talking all. Oh, you want to make the trip worthwhile? Yeah. yeah, it's true. You don't drive cross country and stay for one night and turn back. But yeah, I don't know. I I mean, if this is true, this is one of the most amazing things humans have well, ever done. It's again, there's no story of people being back. Haven't gone away for ten years, mm-hmm. but well, that's why I was pointing out the government could easily negate their reality. Yeah, how many you know homeless people you walk by that are just yelling a crazy story? Mm-hmm. It's like an old Mark Marin bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if that's who's like Jesus is talking to them? Yeah, and it's like every time you see a homeless person, like, no, I can't, I can't, and then that, that's actual <laughs> God being like, yeah, you have to kill the president or so whatever you know <laughs> like they're actually speaking with god they just look like a lunatic because of our standards of what's mm-hmm. normal and sane yeah yeah well i got i got a lot of questions it's a fun one i'll mm-hmm. give you that it's a fun one yeah i have so many questions in regards to it project serpo i kept wanting to call it serpico it's an al pacino yeah. to this place Al Pacino, just dressed like an alien. Just like a hippie. What am I doing? What are you doing? I'm up here meeting uh, the bugs and shit. You know what I mean? The bugs. (laughs) I got a great big ass, and your head's all the way up it. Ferocious, honey. So you find what you're looking for, bleep bloop. Give me all you got. Get killed walking your doggy. Well, what is this, Mars? <laughs> is this Mars? Ah. Hoo-ah. 
Oh, man. <laughs> I watched, uh, speaking of Pacino, I watched Dog Day Afternoon this week. I hadn't seen that in years. Uh, you ever see that one where they rob a bank? No, I know of it. Yeah. You know, based on a true story, right? Yeah, I believe so. He's young in that one, too. His voice is still, mm-hmm. he's got like a young man's voice. It's kind of high. Not like, the, not like the Pacino that we've grown to love. But uh, He's got a great big ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just uh, two dipshits try to rob a bank and it just all goes south. But yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good flick. I've been on a 70s movie f- uh, kick lately. Watch that. What else did I watch? Seventies jams, baby. Did I tell you about watching the the conversation with Gene Hackman? That was pretty good. Classic, right? Yeah, classic stuff. Good. Yeah, he's uh, he's an audio guy. He's he, he gets paid. Clients hire him uh, to kind of spy on I people. I started. I started that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a slow burn. But uh, oh yeah, I was remind me the guy, the other dude in. Um, Dog Day Afternoon, John Cazell, Cavell, something like that. Yeah. Dude was only in five movies, and they were all yeah. like Oscar caliber movies. He was in both Godfathers. He was in The Deer Hunter. He was in uh, Dog Day Afternoon. He was in The Conversation. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, then he died of cancer. Maybe that's why well, he's limited. But yeah, Dave, pretty good roster. I hate, to, I hate to make that our end note, mm-hmm. but I have to go. <laughs> that's a sad thing to end on. <laughs> I gotta go. The person helping me look for a house is calling me. Do your thing, buddy. Do your thing, and uh, yeah, good good luck with all that. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. You bet. Rock and roll. Sorry for the abrupt ending. <laughs> Andy got cancer. All right, I gotta go. The Boogie Monster. Network.